Welcome back to another exciting episode of Life is Trina Knows It. Today is going to be a little bit more different and a little bit more serious. And it's one of those taboo topics, you know, the one they say don't have during Thanksgiving, like whose potato salad or whose macaroni is better. Okay, it's, it's not like that, but it's like that. Today's topic is going to be about the Bible and slavery. Ooh, scary. <laughs> Anyhow, let's jump right into it. So yes, the topic of today is the Bible and slavery. So one day I was on Facebook and, you know, we have a lot of keyboard warriors and people who just post for posting sake, aka me, because I'm one of them. But during one of my daily scroll buys, I saw a Facebook friend post a scripture verse and it's from Exodus 21, 20 to 21. And it says, if a man beats his male or female slave with a club and the slave dies as a result, the owner must be punished. But if the slave recovers within a day or two, then the owner shall not be punished since the slave is his property. Now, this isn't the first time I've seen this post, but it's the first time it stuck out to me. Because right now, besides Miss Rona, there's a whole race war going in America. Now, this post had no caption or context. It was just, there. It was, hey, look at me, I'm a scripture verse. And it was just, you know, slapped there for you to use your imagination and decide how you wanted to use the information. Mind you, the person who posted the Bible verse posted this info twice on the same day. Not twice on the same day, but twice one day apart. Again, with no context. For some reason, this piqued my interest. Because one, you're quoting a verse out of the Bible with absolutely no context. Like, no caption or what your stance is with it. It's just there. So I could assume what she's implying, which you know what happens when you assume. You just make an ass out of yourself. So because I didn't want to be no queen conch, I decided to figure out by myself what the Bible truly says about slavery. Now, this took a whole lot of work with a whole lot of information. And I'm here today to share this info. And I'd love to have an open dialogue. So before we dive into this wormhole of, you know, stuff... I have a few disclaimers and warnings. One, I do not condone slavery. Just put that out there. I don't think enslaving people is right, especially if you kidnap them and from their home and they're not willing participants in this game. Two, don't come for me if I ain't sent for you. If you feel offended by things that I say, then stop listening because I'm possibly going to say some offensive things. And quite frankly, I don't care if they're offensive. So if you're still listening after that warning, I hope you enjoy. And we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get into some juicy, juicy stuff. Great, and we are back. So growing up in a Christian home, I believed the Bible to be true about everything, never once questioning it at all. So I took everything as law, and I'm not sure why I was afraid to question it, 
when God literally tells us to ask, so you shall receive. But because you know, questioning the Bible somehow means you're questioning God and you're lacking faith and you're doubting God and you possibly quite go to hell. But that's a different topic for another day. So the very first time I actually saw this post, because like I said, this was posted like three or four times, I usually would just ignore it because I didn't want to quote unquote question God. But by not doing so, I remained ignorant. Throughout my walk, I said, you know what? I'm going to ask questions because if I want to understand and I want to learn, I have to ask questions to get answers. So pertaining to this topic, my first question was, does the Bible truly say what this post is saying? Because, you know, sometimes people literally can Photoshop anything and make it sound like anything they want it to sound. So you got to do what? Fact check. So I pulled out my handy dandy Bible. And I used the New Living Translation, and I found the verse, and sure enough, it said what it said. But that was just two verses. My next question was, okay, what's the context? Like, okay, that's those two verses, but what the hell does the first, the, the whole chapter say? Because I began to realize that most people just love to quote Bible verses to use for their own benefit. And I want y'all to remember that line, okay? So I can repeat it one more time. People like to pull Bible verses out to use for their own benefit. So stick a pin in it right there. I went to the beginning of the chapter, and the title of the chapter was The Fair Treatment of Slaves. So I was like, hmm, okay, what the hell am I missing? This chapter is talking about fair treatment of slaves. And the title section for where verse 20 and 21 was is called the cases of personal injury. So if you know, if you look at the Bible, you'll notice that each verse or each chapter has a different section with a different heading. So chapter one may have like three different headings under one chapter, but it's like they're talking about different things within the chapter. So I'm like, okay starting to get a little confusing here so this only bring up more questions so it's like if verse 21 is talking about the fair treatment of slaves how the heck do we get here like what about the chapters before say so going back to chapter 20 going back to chapter 19 and chapter 19 the header is the lord reveals himself at mount sinai chapter 20 is where we get the ten commandments and after the ten commandments we get the proper use of the altar then chapter 21 is the fair treatment of slaves, cases of personal injury. And then chapter 22 is talking about protecting their property and social responsibility. So when I tell you my brain is exploding, because I'm like, whoa, okay, okay, this is, this is a bit too much. What's going on? The next question that popped into my head was, was there slavery around before Moses? Weren't the Israelites slaves in Egypt? You know, the same Egypt some of y'all worship. Mm, never mind. That's, an, again, another topic for another day. <laughs> so now I'm getting more and more questions and let me tell you something my brain just like if this is overflowing but I say you know what I tell my brain I got time today we gonna solve this mystery today so I bust open my Chromebook and for those of you too rich to understand it's a laptop with a Google operating system no I don't have a MacBook so it's a Chromebook CB for short. Anyhow, go in the Google search bar. Imagine the typing noise, the noises, okay? When did slavery in the world start? 
Yeah. That's after reading all of that in the Bible. My next question led me to when did slavery actually begin? According to Google and Wikipedia, slavery existed in the very first civilization. And who them people is? Who is the first civilization? When I say first man and woman, I say first civilization. The first man and woman topic could be for another day as well. Because we ain't getting into that right now. The topic is slavery. The first instant of civilization or the cradle of civilization was basically the ancient Egypt or Mesopotamia, ancient Indus Valley, and ancient China. These places or civilizations existed at 5000 BC, between 5000 BC and 1715 BC. The events of Exodus took place around 500 BC to 401 BC. If you know about like the timelines and everything, the bigger the number, the further back you go. So slavery existed way before the events of Exodus even took place. So in all of that, I learned that slavery has been around from the beginning of time, according to science. I mean, Google and Wikipedia may not be like, you know, legit resources, but you can get a lot of information from them. So we're going to go with that. According to science, slavery was around for forever. And it's always been a thing. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about the fact that slavery has existed since the beginning of time? But while you're thinking about that, we're going to take another quick break because this is long and we'll be back. Okay, and we're back. Was your mind blown just as mine was? Huh? Was it? The buildup was real, man. So in the space of two hours, I learned about the supposed start of civilization when the events of Exodus took place. And all from asking questions. But it just, this just makes me wax more questions. Like, if slavery started as far back as the beginning of civilization, how or why did people become slaves? How does someone become a slave? Like, what, what was the reasoning behind someone becoming a slave? Well, my good listeners, there is a answer for that. And a good one, too. There were actual, legit reasons people became slaves. And there's a certain period of time... For one, to be a slave, meaning you weren't supposed to stay a slave forever. Some people were enslaved as a way to pay for a crime they committed. So if you teeth something, you had a choice. Get your hand lop off or be a slave to the person you teeth from. Or if you committed a, I don't know, murder or whatever, I guess you could choose. Die or become a slave. And I guess most people fear death, so they said, you know what, I'll just become a slave. Another reason a person became a slave was to pay off a debt. And you know how plenty of y'all like the old people money? Yeah. A lot of y'all would have been slaves. Because y'all don't know how to pay back money. So it's almost like if you go and eat at a restaurant and you don't pay, they make you wash the dishes. You in turn become a slave to the restaurant. So that's technically a form of slavery. And then another reason people became slaves was because of war. And I guess... That's just how humans are. You, you go to war, you kill, and whoever survived, you take them as slaves. And another reason, which I found really interesting, was some people chose to become slaves because they saw it as an opportunity to survive. So they were literally saying, I can rather sit here on the side of the road and die 
or I could become this person's slave, live a comfortable life, be fed, and just work for them. That's basically what it is. It's you working for whatever it is you need. So if you need a roof over your head and a place to stay, yeah, ask and clean and cook and do whatever the people who own the house say. I was like, wow, this is interesting. People really decided that they would rather become a slave than to die. And I found something else interesting. When it comes to the length of time someone is supposed to become a slave, they were only supposed to be a slave for seven years according to the Bible. In Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 1 to 2, it says that if you became a slave through debt, you were to be released after seven years, and your debt is to be cleared. The beginning of Exodus 21 says the same thing. After six years of serving someone, freed a man. And if he happened to get married while he was a slave, you freed a man and his wife. You see what's happening here? You have someone who posts a portion of a scripture verse. They don't, they don't put any context. They just say, you know what, here, mm, read that. This is what your Bible say. But they don't tell you what the rest of the Bible say. Then you have, the Bible also clearly states how slaves should be treated. Read Ephesians 6 verse 9, Leviticus 25 verse 43, Colossians 4 verse 1, and Proverbs 30 verse 10. The Bible also shows that after seven years, a person can remain a slave if they choose to. So if life is super good staying under these people's roof, then you can be a slave. You can stay as you like. Again, that's choice. The Bible also encourages people who are slaves to become free. In 1 Corinthians 7, 21 to 23. And what got me is the Bible clearly condemns slavery by kidnapping. Deuteronomy 24, verse 7, Exodus 21, verse 16, and 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. The Bible is saying, hey, I don't really want y'all to be slaves, you know. I want y'all to be free people. It's showing how people who get slaves should treat them, respect, treating them like human beings, because that's what they are. And it also shows that people can actually choose to remain slaves. Now, you've got to, got to really think about this now. When you really think about it, the people who became quote-unquote slaves, they were working. They might not have worked for the dollar signs, but they were working for their life. So the people who had a debt, they were working to pay off that debt. People who committed a crime, they were working to, I guess, pay off the crime or to, to say that, you know, they have been reformed. But sometimes they say slaves forever because the crime is too great. So, I mean, y'all don't think that's interesting? Because I think that's very interesting stuff compared to just slapping a verse on Facebook and... You're just taking, it out, taking that as law, and all you hear is, yeah, that's the white man Bible, because that's what they use to enslave people. <sighs> Anyhow, <laughs> so from all that information I gathered, it actually seems like the Bible is showing compassion, and it's actually showing what should happen if a person is to become a slave. It actually even condemns slavery by kidnapping. So... People who are doing these sex trafficking or kidnapping, kidnapping these girls, that's wrong. And I think everyone knows that that's wrong. But is it wrong for someone to become a slave just so they can survive? 
Is it wrong that someone who owes money should become a slave because they owe the money? I mean, you got to pay the people that back. That's like the bank. You are a slave to the bank. If you borrow money from the bank, you got to pay them people. That money ain't free. If you go to jail, you'll become a slave to the government because they're going to work you behind and you ain't get no money for it. That's slavery. But I, I pose a question. Is it necessarily wrong? That's something to think about. Because some of us slaving at a job right now. Some of us are in certain situations where we live under someone's roof and we do things to say, you know what, we're helping out even if we can't pay money. We're doing something to help out. Isn't that, isn't that kind of slavery? These are the questions I pose to you. So my next question then came up was, it seems as if the problem, the Bible itself was trying to solve the problem of slavery. So where exactly did it go wrong? And how do we go from the Bible clearly stating that you need to release your slave after seven years to 400 years of slavery? In part two of this discussion, we're going to go over a quick discussion over the slave trade, slave masters, this, the misuse of the Bible, and who really should be blamed. So I want you to check out part two next week, same time. Because we, these are things that we need to know. I think that taking scripture verses out of the Bible for your own benefit, and not just on this slavery topic, but any topic in particular. And I know plenty of Christians, non-Christians, who would take a scripture verse and then fight tooth and nail with this, with this verse. Or with, this verse, uh, with the verse that they're using to validate what they're arguing. And I think that's wrong. I think you should read it in its whole context. And don't read just to formulate your answer. Like, read to understand. Read to get an idea. And I just mean in the Bible. I mean everything. That being said, this, this, was a, this was a longer podcast than usual. But I hope you liked it. So next week, same time, same place. We're going to talk about part two. And we want to see... Thank you so much for tuning in. I don't have no positive quote for today, but I'll definitely have one for next week. I guess a positive quote would be, don't argue for arguing sake. Take time to listen to what someone has to say. Like, listen. Don't just listen to formulate uh, an opinion. But, this is Life as Trina Knows It, and I'm out. <laughs>